Kia ora tato. this is the blog post from the 19th of November 2020. What is it in a seed that when planted in isolated darkness, it becomes undone and reaches for the light? What a fun couple of cycles. Working our way through the sequence of how we can live for weeks without food, days without water, minutes without air, and by fun I mean the growth on growth on growth kind, that you tell yourself to convince yourself this is all part of the plan, the universe experiencing itself, let's freaking go. <laughs> so not just for a good laugh in wānanga or deliberation, but focusing more on the atua associated with each of those elements and how we can rethink, improve or enrich how we engage with those tupuna, those ancestors, to attain that optimal health and wellness. Which brings us to segment number four. But what comes before breath? What could we not survive without if it was taken from us or ceased to exist? Well, I'm glad you asked. Take a seat, buckle up. Like with all good mysteries, as we try to figure out why things are the way they are, let's look to Whakapapa to help us find some answers. I'll wait while we all feign surprise. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Anyway, as you were, we're starting at the top. Uritingangana is the eldest of Tiratua the gods or celestial beings, and elemental forces. The bro is the atua and personification of light. From Uritingangana comes Tifano Marama, the celestial bodies, i.e. our solar system, galaxies, the stars, and so on. And so just with this quick example, or quick introduction of Uritingangana, we see that stars don't create light, but are created from it, and therefore, as a result, are light. So by whakapapa, we are light, and we radiate light just by being who we are. Anyway, I digress, there's more on this corridor in upcoming posts, um, but if you want to dive into this puna, there's a link in the written blog post. And let's just really sit with this whakaro, this idea about light for a second. Seeing as without it, we're gone, we're over, we're done with, uh, but I know I sure as heck haven't given it that much thought as I have with the other elements of kai why and air, or food, water and air. For instance, with the perfect distance from and to Tamanui Tera, the sun here on earth, to sustain life and all the other things that come with exposure to light. Then we have vision, the light we see in our minds, our puku and in our hearts before it's made manifest. The dream, the idea, the possibility, the potential, the light that pulls us through those fun times I was referring to earlier. And when we're talking about uru, we're talking light in all its forms. The warm, fuzzy feels, love, goodness, perception, interpretation, the photoreceptors in the eye which interpret signals from the environment. And then just flowing on from that, if perception is everything, how we perceive ourselves, the environment we find ourselves in, the relationships in our lives and how we perceive our worthiness, our value, our misfortune, our anything and everything. And just a quick footnote here, there are other variables at play too, e.g. for example colonial and patriarchal systems that have a huge impact on how we behave and how we see ourselves, and this is written with that in mind, and I don't dismiss that, I'm writing to highlight how we can be self-determining regardless of those situations in one way or another. Which leads me to ask the question, well heaps of questions really, But in particular, and the first one to start off the cycle of wānanga, what is it in a seed that when planted in the earth, isolated and in darkness, it becomes undone? It breaks and stretches itself beyond its means and reaches for the light. 
What is it in us that inherently reaches for the light in our own way? Whakapapa in action? Yeah, could be some answers for us in there. Tēnā tātou, Hana. Okay, another fragmented or kind of underdeveloped blog post, I feel. Um, this one, yeah, was off the back of a really uh, fun week. <laughs> It's like the second fun week in a row, just thinking to last week's blog post. Um, and fun is in those growth on growth on growth. Grateful to be here, like just going through it one kind of once. <laughs> uh, but this question is one that just stumps me. Because what is it in a seed that when planted in isolated darkness, it becomes undone and reaches for the light? Right, and maybe someone can give me a Western colonial scientific perspective on that. Um, but just thinking about our creation, whakapapa, how everything ultimately comes to the light. Right, so it's part of whakapapa, cool, all right. But there's just that deeper inner knowing, and I feel like that's part of our iraatua, our godly divinity. Our divineness, pretty sure that's not a word, um, but that's that element within us that is light already. Uh, that's the expression of uritingangana already within us that is light. And so there's a part in here, stars don't create light but are created from it and therefore are light by function because that's what they are, that's what they're created from. And by whakapapa in action, we are light. We are expressions of light and we radiate it just by being who we are. And so there are a few layers to this and I feel like they could have been ordered or organized a little bit better. If you felt that too, please let me know. <laughs> and maybe if you have some tips around that, I'd love to hear that as well. Um, but with that whakaro, that we are light and so express or radiate light by default just by being who we are and then thinking of those times where we just have to grind harder as reference back to last week's post those fun times that are just full of growth <laughs> and learnings <laughs> that are really hard <laughs> I hope you get that that's what I'm trying to say they're just really tough and just going through it and still we reach for the light just like the seeds that are planted that, um, you know, they become undone, they break themselves and the roots start to grow and then they reach forward a photosynthesis or something like that. <laughs> oh my gosh, I so should have done more research on this. Um, but hopefully you know what I mean. Um, but so that's inherently in the seed to do that, just as it's inherently in us to, you know, want to, to grow in some way, shape or form, or to reach for the light, if that's the good feels, what else did I have at the end here, those warm, fuzzy feels, like that's light, that goodness, um, and then also we could interpret it to mean enlightenment, or to learn, and to expand our thinking, or expand our perspective, and understanding of ourselves, our situations, or the world we're living in, or why something is the way it is. Light in all its forms we can attribute to Uru and probably other Atua as well. Um, but he's the main guy, and if you've been following the blogs for a while, he's the last Atua I wrote about for the Atua blog series, and it really did a number on me because um, it 
started when I went to Vipassana last year in April, where it was 10 days of no reading, writing, talking, looking at anyone, and it was about wānanga. And this is where this whakaro came from, the sequence of how, well, if we can go for weeks without food, days without water, minutes without air, and then thinking about the atua associated to each of those things, and then knowing that uritingangana is the eldest, well, what does that mean and how can we hack that or engineer that in our relationship to those atua to improve our health and wellness? And so that's kind of the pre... What's it called? Uh, so those are some of the stepping stones that have led us to here to have this wānanga right now. And every time I write about him, like there's not that much kōrero about Urutingangana or not that much that's readily available. Um, but really enjoyed that Atua blog series, but also really took me to a place, took me on a journey. <laughs> and so to be writing about him again a couple months later, I feel like I'm in a better place to take us on that journey as well. Um, but I just get too excited because I love the light. And also because um, one of the definitions of hana is to shine or to glow. And so I try to be light. You know, that's one of the goals I have in my life is just to live into being hana or being light in all its forms as well. So this one's really close to home for me. And I hope the passion in it is able to compensate for the gaps they were in this post. Again, if you read it, feels for you. Well done. What a mission. Um, but I hope that, yeah, over the next couple of weeks with this cycle and with this kaupapa, I can pull something together that's a little bit more coherent. <laughs> and so that maybe my reviews aren't just dogging on my writing abilities or storytelling abilities. And it's more about uh, backstory and expanding on the kaupapa. Um, but really hope you enjoyed this one. I love this topic heaps um, and looking forward to the next couple as part of the sequence as well. So let me know what you reckon. You know how to get at me. I will catch you on the next one. Hey kona.